Good morning and welcome to HealthWorks. This is Carol Kanier, Way Memorial Community Health Manager. I want to thank you for listening and thank you to all our weekly listeners out there. I've met a couple of you over the weekend um, and I really, really appreciate your support. Um, and I also appreciate all the guests that I have on the show. And today's guest is Pete Hooker. Good morning, Pete. Morning. How are you today? I'm doing great. For those of you that may not know that name, uh, Pete works for the Wayne County Emergency Management. He's the Deputy Director um, with Steve Price, correct? Correct. So, and it's the two of you. Just the two of us. <laughs> and that amazes me <laughs> because Wayne County, how big is Wayne County? 750 square miles mm-hmm. in that area. Right. estimate right Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's still pretty big pretty big and the both of you really cover our whole county correct right and probably somewhat surrounding counties in a way when you communicate with other people right and as needed for emergencies purposes they need extra help we'll go over same thing they'll come over to us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um i asked pete to come on the show uh two things Pete is in the middle of our school program, and we appreciate his help so much. Um, uh, we have our Together for Health school programs, and uh, this week we did our seventh graders, and Pete came and spoke to them about emergency preparedness, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> How interesting was that? I love it. <laughs> right? Just teaching those students all about safety and emergencies, correct? And making them laugh. Uh, in a time of a disaster, mm-hmm. you know, giving them the information so they can be cool and help their parents out is always a plus. Right, right. And, you know, sometimes as a parent, we need help from our younger, you know, children um, to kind of help us think straight and do the right things. So, uh, you know, I think it's really important, um, you know, we're at the end of September. We know what happens in November through May in Wayne County, correct? Correct. <laughs> so we wanted a little talk about a little bit about emergency preparedness. So, you know, I think emergency preparedness now with the colder weathers, what about home safety? What does people need to be aware of with home safety? Well, we're, we're nearing the end of October um, and we really need to start thinking about chimneys, uh, your furnaces, making sure that they get checked out by licensed uh, uh, inspectors and get, making sure they're clear and ready to go. Um, this can be done by calling any of the professionals in, out there in the yellow book, um, go google search in your area whatever uh but get it get it taken care of uh we just got done through fire prevention week i know all the fire chiefs put this out to their all their communities during fire prevention week you know smoke alarms co detectors stuff like that Mm -hmm. one thing you did mention in one of the classrooms um when we had our program is with um, smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors, right? Mm-hmm. They, they often sell them joined together, but sometimes it may be a good idea to buy them separately. Correct. Um, they do have what they call 10-year alarm systems, and most of those 10-year uh, detectors are smoke and CO. The problem is carbon is low at first. Um, so carbon monoxide, uh, you have your outlets that are like three, two to three feet off the ground. You want a, a separate CO detector down low and then your smoke up higher right because smoke usually rises and like you said the co2 kind of dissipates on the lower part um and that could be very dangerous correct correct? because basically it's odorless and you can't smell it can't smell it can't taste it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so uh what about car safety when we talk about going into the winter months we get ice we get snow right the the biggest thing on car safety is uh some of our back roads you know, we're country up here like crazy. So some of our back roads, um, you get snow drifts, you get icy, you slide off. Um, there should be, you know, some cat litter 
is a good go-to uh, thing to get traction underneath your tires. Um, of course, having good tires to begin with, um, but little uh, snow shovels that can fit in the trunk of a car, blankets. Um, if you are stuck in your car and you go into a bank or whatever and you're waiting for help to arrive, you know, if your car is still running, perfectly fine to stay warm, but also crack your windows a little bit to make sure that the carbon monoxide doesn't build up inside your car from the tailpipe that's into a snow drift or something. So crack your windows a little bit. The heater of your car should keep you warm, just blast it hotter. So it will take out the effect of the windows being cracked open. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's also important, you know, during the winter months, it's to let people know where you're going, right? Correct. Especially if you are going on some back roads, and we do have them in Wayne County, that's for sure, don't Correct. we? Yeah, that's really important. Um, any recommendations on ice, like driving in ice? Basically not to do it, but <laughs> <laughs> we can't help that. If you can find a plow truck, get behind it. <laughs> um, be very careful. Slow down uh, for the conditions is, you know, ice or even a light snow. Um, typically over the years, the first automobile accident that's reported to 911 every year is of a four-wheel drive vehicle um, when it first starts to snow um, and ice up. Um, the rule of thumb is ice loves tires, and if four are spinning, it's a lot easier to spin you out with four spinning tires than two. Mm-hmm. So everybody just slow down. Even if you've got four-wheel drive, studded tires, whichever the safety measures that you have, slow it down to the conditions of the roads. Right, and we get black ice up here too. Correct. And that's when something looks wet, but it's actually ice, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. And I, I'm i so careful. I really am. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get home before it gets dark out and, and you know, <laughs> everything ice is over. Um, you know, unfortunately, we also get power outage, right? And it's not always from snow and ice. Yeah, those are some of the big things, but also wind and rain. Um, and things like that. What are some of the recommendations? And I hope you share this because I did learn something. We're laughing. You can't, can't really see us laughing, but about water jugs. I think this was awesome. Yeah. I should have known this, but. I have fun with the seventh graders. Um, and I tell them, and just like I should tell everybody, even the adults, um, everybody goes into the refrigerator and grabs that gallon jug of milk and they just tip it up. They don't use a glass and all the kids like to laugh at that. Um, but when your gallon jug is empty, rinse it out. Uh, make sure it's good and clean, and then uh, fill it three-quarters of the way full and put it in an extra chest freezer, or if you have an extra freezer in your home, put it in there. Let it ice up, and, you know, I have fun with the seventh graders again. It's a science project. Why do we only fill it three-quarters of the way full? And I get the ones that are going to be scientists and say because water expands when it freezes, and that's the why you only fill it three-quarters of the way full. And each gallon of jug will get you, should get you up to about six hours of coldness. When, after the power's out, you put a gallon in your refrigerator to save the food. Um, now, if you keep opening the refrigerator door and thinking about what you're going to take out of it, well, then it's going to be a lot less. But typically, it will last six hours. So if you have a few of them on hand, you've got a couple of days' worth of uh, cold food still in your refrigerator without power. Right, which... I, I I have to admit, I never, ever heard that trick. I will be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I have my water jug saved from watering my flowers over the uh, the summertime. Rinse them out really good and fill them with some water. And as it defrosts, you have drinking water, and then you can put another one in that's frozen, yep. which is really ideal. Um, what about, like, extra food in the house? Do you recommend or uh, extra fluids or water? What about medicines during our colder months where you may not be able to get out for a couple of days. Yeah, correct. Uh, we talk about the elderly. Um, I have a mother and father that are 
older than I am. I'll say it that way. Um, and they have medicine. And during that I know storms are coming, I always call them or stop by their house and see if they're good. Uh, you should have at least a three-day supply of meds on hand um, for the people that are taking the, these uh, medicine medications. Um, but food, um, I always mess around with the kids uh, taking a can of raviolis and just opening them up and eating it cold. Um, being the military guy that I was, um, that was a normal thing for 20 years. Um, but now they have these new technologies out there. You can take the can, open it up, fireplaces in the house. You can warm them up in a pot, normal, just not using an electric stove. If you have a gas stove, well, then you can still have hot food. Uh, we do tend to tell people not to bring barbecue grills inside. Um, that's a very bad thing. Um, over the years, we did have a home destroyed a fire because they brought a campfire set inside their home and actually burnt wood while they were making s'mores inside their living room and it caught the house on fire. Wow. So please don't do that. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I understand it's going to be winter and it's going to be cold, but there's other op alternatives out there. Mm -hmm. uh, please don't do that. Right. And actually, you know, speaking of barbecues, yes, um, I have barbecued in the winter outside. Mm -hmm. I keep my barbecue away from my house. Um, but one thing I heard, uh, this was a while ago, is if your barbecue does go out, is to make sure you shut the gas off before you relight it, correct? correct. Because of the cold weather, the propane kind of kind of just hangs around there mm -hmm. and you can have like a backfire if you go to relight it again. Correct. Is doesn't that true? It doesn't... Um, dissipate mm -hmm. in the winter as it would do in the summer in the warmer temperatures. Right. So there, there's always safety in different uh, weathers, summer, winter, fall, um, spring, and stuff like that. Correct. And it depends on what season you're in. You know, I talked to the seventh graders about tornadoes coming in May mm -hmm. you know, that we had a couple years ago. Uh, we did get slammed a few years ago with hurricanes. Um, matter of fact, two back to back. Right. Um, so it, it just... It's all year-round with different types mm -hmm. up here. Yeah, we don't get what Fort Myers just got taken, um, but we do get a lot of the wind storms, which will bring down power trees, uh, power lines because of trees, um, and then that causes a whole element of disasters for us up here. Right, right. And, you know, when we do have big wind storms or any, you know, disasters where power lines come down, it's important to stay put, right? You don't want to be driving um, you know, on the roads and let emergency management people go and take care of the problem. Correct. The fire department, the fire police, uh, EMS workers, during disasters with that, it's a lot easier if you stay home and stay safe mm -hmm. and let the volunteer fire department, which around here, they're top notch in any department. Mm -hmm. um, we rib on each other all the time because we can but it's a brother and sisterhood that just is not matched by hardly anything else right and supporting our, our fire and emergency services uh, all our fire departments are volunteer correct 100 percent. right and so they you know they don't get paid they go out on their time and to protect all of us so thank you for all of you out there that that do that for our county for our for our community yeah there's a lot of families that are volunteers mm -hmm. Um, in my fire department, there's three families that have been there for many years. And it's great to see the younger ones growing up and taking the leadership roles and stuff like that over the older guys. My hat's off to all the, the volunteers yes. out there. Yes, yes, thank you so much. You know, we, when we talk about emergencies and stuff like that, I think it's important to talk about a first aid kit, correct? Mm -hmm. Having them maybe one in your car as well as in your home. What should they contain? 
the basics, um, especially your car because you don't have a lot of space. Uh, Band-aids, gods, uh, gauze bandages, the wraps, uh, iodine, you know, the small things is what you need in your cars. Your homes, you can up it a little bit more um, to bigger bandages and stuff like that, but at least one in each. Same thing with a fire extinguisher. Um, all cars should have one in your trunk. Um, even if it's still in the box that mm -hmm. you get from one of the box stores or from uh, a mom and pop store, whatever, keep it in the box. It's fine. Right. You know, as long as you know it's in the trunk of your car, mm -hmm. uh, in your house. I mean, I practice what I preach. I got six fire extinguishers throughout my house um, and they're all checked off and labeled and the, the indicators in the green and the pin still in. And that's I'm glad you said that. So, you know, it's good. But if you bought a smoke detector 15, 20 years ago, you may want to check that, correct? Mm -hmm. And make sure it's still, like you said, in the green. Mm -hmm. Some of them can, you can, can you bring them somewhere or do you recommend discarding them properly and get a new one? What are the, some of the guidelines for that? There's two types of fire extinguishers out there. There's the ones that can be refilled and are checked. And uh, we always use Mander fire extinguisher mm -hmm. uh, in the Cityville area, Honesdale area. Um, they refill, they check them, they inspect them the whole nine yards. Um, even the ones that you get at the mom and pop stores and the big box stores, they're only good until they're out of the green. You can't refill those type. Mm -hmm. um, so if you spend 20 bucks or 30 bucks on a, a fire extinguisher and in eight years you just discard it because it's no good, just buy another one. Right. I mean, I, right. in my opinion, that $23 is worth your life. It out. Yes. Really, it really is. And it, not just it's yours. Worth Right. You come across a, a car fire, mm -hmm. you have something to help. Right, right, exactly. Where can people go for information? I know, you know, the uh, Wayne County Emergency Preparedness um, has a website, correct? Correct. And there's information on there? Correct. We also have a Facebook page. Um, my biggest thing is I like to make sure that people see their local fire departments. There's a lot of firemen that teach fire safety and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, to organizations, those are your first to go to guys. Um, the, Wayne, the Wayne County Emergency Management Office, uh, located on Volunteer Drive in Honesdale, um, we do have pamphlets, um, booklets for kids, elders. We talk about people that uh, can't read. We have uh, Braille, mm. I think I said it correctly, yes. uh, pamphlets. Um, we have big, large print for people like me who are older, you know, <laughs> and don't have our glasses, you know, this large print. Mm -hmm. um, and we have all that stuff. The fire departments can come to our office and grab a bunch and take it back to their areas. That's perfectly fine. Right. It's been done in the past. Right. And something we didn't talk about, pets too. Pets, mm -hmm. you have to prepare for your pets as well, right, yes. during an emergency. Foo-foo and Fifi need to eat too. <laughs> exactly, like all of us. Well, Pete, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, I, truthfully, the information that I think we talked about are so important for our community to know about. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Again, this is Carol Knier, Wayne Memorial Community Health Manager. Thank you for listening and have a great day.